So tonight we're continuing in this series entitled The Endless Summer. I absolutely love this movie. This movie is uh, it's a movie that came out in the 60s about two best friends who travel the world in search for the perfect wave. And that's what this series is about. It's about the searching, this, this kind of traveling around. I was going to say to and fro. <laughs> who says to and traveling to and fro? <laughs> Come on, uh, I'm 30 now, you guys, bear with me. Um, it's, it's about this searching, this chasing down. And I wanna ask you, this is our big question. If you're a note taker, maybe you weren't here last week, write this question down. This is our big question for this series. What are you chasing this summer? What are you chasing this summer? What are you pursuing? What are you going after? Is it, is it summer love? Hey, if you're single in the room, throw your hand up real quick. Throw it back down. That's it. Like if they didn't see you, then it wasn't God. Someone in the back just still has their hand up. Please, God. I'm done with this season of singleness. Maybe, maybe what you're searching for is, is, um, is purpose. And man, we're going to talk about purpose in a couple weeks. Can I say this? You don't want to miss next week. Next week, not only are we going to be putting on a fashion show for you so you can see the new merch drop that we got happening at Summer Weekend, not only is that happening, but the one and only Kai Thompson will be preaching his first ever full message next week, so you want to be here, you don't want to miss that. Kai Thompson is a young, vibrant African-American male, and he preaches like it. I'll tell you what, man, you don't want to miss it. Um... Maybe what, you're, maybe what you're chasing, what you're pursuing this summer is to make some good old-fashioned memories. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, making memories. We're going to be talking about making memories. Who's got some good summer memories? Like summer memories? Come on now. Got so many good summer memories. Um, this, uh, this summer, I want you guys to do something. I want you to not just ask what am I going to do? I want you to ask, who am I going to be? Look at your neighbor say, who are you? Look back at him say, who are you? Hey, really quick, before we go on, there's one thing I want to do. Um, I, I meant to do this at the beginning. There are, I think, a few. I'm not sure, so don't be shy. We love you so much. You are phenomenal. There's some people who just came out of fifth grade and went into sixth grade. And we have... We have a special gift for you. Uh, this, is, this is for some. This is your first night here at Bridge Youth, and we have notebooks specifically for you. Hey, if that's you and you wouldn't mind, if you are in fifth grade, you just got in the sixth, you're here at Bridge Youth with us now. Would you raise your hand real quick? We want to give you a let's go. Come on. Hey, welcome our new little brothers and little sisters. If you are, you are fresh going into sixth grade, keep your hand up. We got a team who's bringing you a journal. Um, one of our leaders, Rachel, put these together just for you guys. We love you so much. We back you. Hey, know this, you guys. You now have a whole room of big brothers and sisters. So young ladies, if any boys try to come and spit game at you, find Marco, find David, find, don't find me. I'm over age. I can't beat up a junior higher. <laughs> find Titus. Find, find, find Michael. They'll, they'll, they'll come and they'll protect you. They got you. Hey, one more time, can we just welcome our junior high little brothers and sisters to Bridge Youth? We're so happy that you're here. Write that down in your brand new notebook. If you're taking notes, maybe you have your cell phone, you're taking notes. Don't ask, what am I going to do? Ask, who am I going to be? And then what you do is you let the who drive 
the do. You see, then you let the who motivate the do. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 12 is where we're going to start. If you're there, say amen. If you need more time, say hold up. All right, you got a second, and then you're going to be reading it on the Sky Bible while I take a drink. <sighs> what? If someone else did that, I'd be so annoyed. I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm not only do I, not only am I so aggravated at noises, I'm not a morning person, so I literally, I can't even eat cereal in the morning because I annoy myself. That's 100% fact. Hey, um, would, you, would you mind standing for the, for the reading of God's word in honor of the reading of God's word? Would you stand to your feet? Philippians chapter 3, verse number 12, here's what it says. I don't mean to say that I already achieved these things or that I have already reached Perfection. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He said, I'm not perfect. So that means, you know what? If he wasn't perfect and he wrote the majority of the New Testament, you're not perfect. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not perfect. I don't care what Ed Sheeran says. You're not perfect. But I press on. Everybody say, press on. I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on one thing, not 150 things, not 12 things, not 17 things, not three things. I, I focus on one thing, forgetting, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 15, let all of us who are spiritually mature... I just feel, feel like some, when he said that, he for sure had a latte in his hand, like, for all of, and maybe, like, what are those things, like, the, um, it's, like, glasses, but just in one eye? Spectacle. Monocle? Spectacle? I'm going with spectacle. I like spectacle better. Just, I'm with you, Graham. It's me and you, man. Spectacle. Just imagine the Apostle Paul with a spectacle, monocle, in his eye. Sipping on a latte, saying, verse 15, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, oh, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for what? Destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful Things, Man, you ever hear someone brag about shameful things? All you got to do is go into the, the, the men's locker room. I'll tell you, you hear brag about, don't just stay away from the sauna at LA Fitness. I'll tell you what, that, that and because old dudes think it's okay to walk around naked. <laughs> Gentlemen, you know, you know the struggle. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. They think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. Is anybody excited Jesus is coming back? Come on, son. Buddy, would you pray with me? God, you're so good. We love you so much, God. I pray in Jesus' name you help the Raiders next year. I pray that the Raptors would win game six. In Jesus' name, everybody said.
And God healed KD. Man, it's, that, that's a bummer. Man, we love, he's a brother in Christ, loves the Lord, heal KD. Um, has anyone ever, anyone ever been left hanging? Like you, you ever like go to someone, shake their hand, you're like, <laughs> you know, like, or you give them, you give them this and then you go to give them the knuckles, but they're already walking away. And you're like, okay. <laughs> anybody ever, uh, anybody ever get left on red? Like, you just, simple question. What time are we meeting at the movies? I can't leave until I know. <laughs> Don't leave me on red. Or like, uh, anybody, anybody, you ever, you ever caught like your, your history, it, what color is it when you text somebody on iMessage? You're, you're blue and they're, what, they're gray? You ever go back to your text message history and it's just all blue? You got, you, you got some friends like that where you, it's just all blue is left you hanging? I want to tell you about a time where my, 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 my own wife left me hanging. Yes, she did. She didn't leave me on red. She knows better. She knows better. The Bible says, submit then, wives, to your husbands. And she, I just, woo, it's summer, guys. It's summer. We're getting wild. Um, so so I, I decided, like, I, I got into surfing maybe about, uh, maybe about 10 years ago. I got really into surfing 10, 12 years ago. I love surfing. Really got, and, like, for me, like, I am a, a, an avid believer that, like, whoever you date, get engaged to and marry should absolutely be your best friend. You should want to do everything, just about everything with them. You should want to do, you should want to hang out all the time. They should be your best friend. And like, that's how Amber and I's relationship has always been. We've always been best friends. And we want, I just want to include her in on everything, everything that we do. And so I wanted, I wanted to teach her to surf. So I said, hey, I'm going to teach you to surf, babe. Let's go to this, um, let's go to this place where all the old guys surf in a really small wave. I'm going to teach you how to surf. We'll get my longboard. It's nine feet long, super easy to stand up on. This thing is like the Titanic, girl. You're going to be fine. And if it goes down, I'll be like, Jack, I will save you unless the water is cold. Then we're taking turns on that thing rotation cycle until they come and save us. So I, I, I get her on her board. I get on my board. We start paddling out. We're maybe, we're maybe 75 uh, feet out. And, and she starts to panic because she sees the waves. Now, how many know the waves look a lot smaller from the shore than they do when you're out in the ocean? You know, the forecast was one to two feet, <laughs> just so you guys know. So, so what happens is she starts to see the waves come. She starts to panic a little bit. I'm like, you're okay, baby. You're okay. You're okay. It's going to be fine. Let's go. I'm right here. Nothing's going to happen. We start paddling more. She sees more waves starting to come, and she goes, no, no, the board's going to hit me. The board's going to not. So what she does is she takes, you guys know what the leash is? The leash on, there's like a, like, Amber keeps me on a small one, I'll tell you. <laughs> there's a leash, <laughs> come on, uh, there's a leash on, on your surfboard, so if, you're, if your board gets away from you, then it can't get too far away, you can pull it back, you won't, you won't lose your board, right? So she flips out, takes the leash off, throws it at me, and swims into shore. Now, just picture, now I'm out there with a seven-foot surfboard and a nine-foot surfboard holding on, like, what now? <laughs> No joke, I had to figure out how to paddle back in to shore. I'm like, <laughs> like, I go all the way. She left me hanging. That's it. Good, good night. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> That's not it. She left me hanging. I, I was just trying to teach her 
to serve. Now, tonight, I'm not going to teach anybody to serve. We thought maybe we'll do a beach trip towards the end of this series, and I could teach some people to serve. We have a surfing class. We have a handful of people in here who surf. Man, we could do a surfing, uh, surf camp or something. That would be so much fun. Um, I'm not going to teach you to surf tonight. What I want to do instead is teach you, teach you how to make memories. How to make memories instead of memories making you. Here's our sermon in a, did I, give, I didn't give you the sermon in a sentence, did I? Well, buckle up. Here it comes. Buckle up. <laughs> love God, love people, make memories. That's it. Like, that is, that, we have some people, there's a handful of people actually wearing that shirt. Like, if you're wearing that Bridge You shirt, man, either stand up or wave your hands or something. Wave your hands in the air like you just do care. Yeah, Kale, man, you look so good, man. Your tan's going, your supreme headband. We don't mind that it's fake, it's chill. Um, I'm just kidding, it's not fake, it's real. I know that it is. Uh, we actually, we, we believe in this so much, we printed this on some shirts, love God, love people, make memories. Now, that's not a checklist. What I'm saying is if you love God and you love people and you live that way, you're going to make the best of memories. I promise you that. That's the best way. If we had to have like a second, a second sermon in a sentence, sometimes I have 12, and I know you guys just can't handle it, so I'll just give you one. But if we had a second sermon in a sentence, here's what it would be. Make memories. Don't let memories make you. Make memories, don't let memories make you. So how? How? Here it is. Point number one, I'm going to teach you how to make memories. Don't leave me out in the ocean by myself, people. I cannot handle that again. Number one, don't live for fun, have fun living. Don't live for fun, have fun living. Ecclesiastes verse seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 4, it says, A wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. You don't sit and live for fun. Fun is not our motivating factor. I believe so. I believe wholeheartedly. Man, tonight, I'm so glad that we sang Not Today, and I felt so much in my heart. There's so many people who are believing the lies of the devil. Let me tell you tonight, if you believe any of the lies of the devil, just be reminded tonight, the devil is a liar. He's going to lie to you. He's going to, and there's so many people who are believing the lies of the enemy. They're believing that they're ugly instead of believing God's word that says, you ain't ugly, you're God's masterpiece created for good things. People believing that your life is hopeless. Your life ain't hopeless. God's word says that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. The plans to give you a hope and a future. Man, don't believe the lies of the enemy. But I believe, I, I think that the enemy has lied to people so much that the enemy's really, that Satan, he's got people on autopilot, living their lives on autopilot. Here's how. You might want to write these things down. The majority of, and I will say specifically Americans, but the majority of people in the world are flying on autopilot, only caring about three things in their every day. Number one, what am I going to eat today? Number two, how am I going to make as much money as possible today or put myself in a direction to make as much money as possible today? And how am I going to entertain myself? How am I going to have fun? How, number one, what, what am I going to eat? How am I going to make some money? And how am I going to entertain myself? Can I tell you tonight, there is so much more to life 
God, the creator of the universe who loves you so much, has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it has so much more to do with than some green paper in your pocket and some canes in your belly. Ain't nothing wrong with either one, but there is more to life. And there's more to life than just having fun. There's more to life than just having fun. This summer, um, I believe that God has plans for you. I, I believe that God has a plan and purpose for your life. Not five years. Fifth, fifth graders who just went into sixth grade. You are now officially junior hires. Let me tell you, God does not have a plan for your uh, sixth grade year, a seventh grade year. God is not waiting to unroll his plans for your life when you get to high school or when you get to college. God has plans for you today, tomorrow, this weekend, next weekend at summer weekend. God wants to use your life. Don't don't wait. Don't hesitate. God has plans for your life now. Philippians um, chapter 3, verse number 13. Here it is. This was, this was part of what we just, uh, we just talked about. I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. Here's the thing is... Um, is so many people, so many people want to move forward into the future while holding on to their past. So many people want to go new places and do new things in the same old ways. So many people want to be used by God but continue to hold on to everything in their past. Oh, I want to, I want to spread the gospel but also a little bit of gossip. Oh, I, 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 want, I want purpose and I want the parties. Oh, I, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want anointing. No, this one's more like guys. I want anointing, but I'm still, I'm still going to be arrogant. I want purpose and pride. So many people, I, I want to share God's love, but you ain't willing to deal with your lust issues. So many people, I, I, want, I want influence, but I want everybody to like me. Uh, that's not going to happen. You got to let go of your past. Shove your neighbor. Wake them up. Say, let go. Do you like who you're sitting next to? You're stuck now. Nothing you can do. <laughs> Nothing that you can do. Forgetting what's behind. Some of y'all, you got to move on. Everyone shout, move on. Because if you don't, then you end up like Paul was talking about, living a life with conduct that kind of just makes you look like an enemy of Jesus. Move on. So what's the answer? What's the answer? Well, how do you move on? How do you get, how do you, how do you, how do you not have this, this thing where your foundation of life and your motivation of life is just having fun? Well, how, how? Some people think as you pray, Jesus, change my life. That's like a, that's a good prayer. Like, that's not a bad prayer to pray. But can I tell you tonight, Jesus ain't going to change your life. Oh. You're like, pastor, I don't think you're allowed to say that. No, no, Jesus, Jesus ain't going to change your life. Jesus is going to change you, and that's going to change your life. Jesus is going to change your heart and your desires, and that's going to change your life. Jesus is going to change the way you think, and now that you're starting to think different, that's going to change your life. Jesus is going to change your life patterns and your life patterns and the places you were going and who you were going there with and the things that you were doing that you're no longer doing anymore. That's going to change your life. Jesus ain't going to change your life. Jesus is going to change you, and that's going to change your life. It's not about behavior modification. It's about life transformation. 
You got to stop going backwards. But uh, verse 16, but we must hold on to the progress that we've already made. Here we are on, on the edge of summer 2019. And I look out and I see not a completely different not a completely different group as in like there's so many new people. We've had a lot of people join our community in the last year, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Me and, me and uh, Travis, one of the people on staff here, he's our, kind of our tech guy. We are standing in this room like, all right, so this chair layout, it's, uh, it fits about 250. Um, so we need to answer the 350 question because that's probably where we'll be in a couple months. And we are so down for that. And I, I love that we have so many new people, but, but this room's different, not just in that there's new people, but you guys are different. Now, I remember some of y'all last summer, you were messed up. Woo. Look at your neighbor and say, they're not talking about me. Look back at him and say, he's talking about you. Some of y'all have come so far since last summer. You you're not, hey, you're not perfect. Paul wasn't perfect. You ain't perfect. I don't care what Ed Sheeran says. You're not perfect, but you're progressing. Can I just say there's so many of you? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the leaps and bounds and strides of faith that you've taken. Listen, this is, that's why, that's why our youth ministry is growing. You know what you can't do? You can't go backwards. See, this summer, if you're hoping and dreaming and believing for more, you're not going to get to that place by doing everything you did last summer. you got to hold on to the progress. you got to stay the course. you got to trust the process. Don't go backwards. There ain't nothing back there for you. See, here's the thing. Um, fun doesn't equal the best memories. You think it would, right? Like the funnest thing would be your best memories. That might be what that might, that might be like what you what you think and what your opinion is that while while teen is still in your name. But as I just turned thirty and I'm looking back at the last thirty years of my life, can I tell you the funnest things aren't my best memories? It's the stuff that matters that are my best memories. There's so much more to life. John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that they may have life, and they may have it to the full. They may, they may live life to the fullest. Now, let me just say, let me just say, have fun. Some of y'all look at me like, I guess we can't have fun. That's not what I'm saying. Are you kidding me? Like, look around. Like, everything we do, we try to make it fun. Like, I don't know who in their right mind thought, like, church was supposed to be boring. We believe church should be enjoyed, not endured. Come on, somebody. Like, that's, why, that's why we jump in worship. That's why we play games about sharks, which I killed all of y'all. I know everything about sharks. Just so you know, the average age thing, did you know that, that Greenland sharks, they can live up to 450 years old? Man, they are old. Old sharks. Old fart sharks, man, I'll tell you. That's why we, man, we love having fun. We, we, we love it, but it's not the foundation or the motivation for our lives. And here's the thing. You have fun, but you don't want good memories wrapped in regret. And if, you're, if your motivation for life is fun, you're going to have fun, but then those memories will be wrapped in regret. Hear me out, because if fun is your motivation, if fun is your foundation, those people will do anything. They'll do anything. Just think about someone who, 
who all they care about, all they want, all, all they're focused on is having fun. Those people will do anything. So people who don't know who they are. They don't have the who driving the do. And before you know it, when you don't have the who driving the do and your motivating factor of life and this summer is having fun, before you know it, the memory of that party that you went to with that friend is wrapped in the regret of sitting down on this couch that you never wanted to sit on with a cup with some beverage that you never wanted to drink in a place that you never wanted to go. Before you know it, before you know it, if, if all you're, you're chasing after is fun, before you know it, that memory of that party that you went to that was just supposed to be for fun will be wrapped in the regret of having gotten into a car that you knew the person behind the wheel had a couple too many drinks. And then all of a sudden, that memory is wrapped in the regret of a car accident caused by a DUI. I'm, si I'm, 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 I'm sick of hearing about friends, family, loved ones, and people in our community dying for someone else's fun. But that's what happens when fun is your motivation. You're willing to do anything. But you and I, man, we can't let fun be our motivation. Don't live for fun, but have fun living. Have fun living, knowing who you are and letting the who drive the do. I remember when, um, I, remember when I was in, I went to Africa a few summers ago, and I remember church services were like four, five hours long. When I, when I went up to preach, I asked them, hey, how long should I preach for? They're like, what are you talking about? How long, how, do, am I going to have a clock at the back to tell me how long I can preach? They're like, we don't, you just preach however long you want to preach. I was like, oh, it's like I'm at Disneyland. <laughs> I'm a little kid in a candy store right now. But they didn't care. They didn't care. Church went four or five hours, and then after church, get this, after church, there was always food, and everybody stayed for another two or three hours to just hang out, eat together, talk, spend time together. And then everybody after that, they had to walk two or three hours home. See, church for them was a whole day thing. Why? Because for them, it wasn't about entertainment. It wasn't about fun. Church was something that mattered to them. Why? Because it was their way of loving God and loving people. Yet so many today here in our country, in America, church is just another source of entertainment. Oh, pastor, you weren't that funny this week. Now you, you, uh, you told a story you told uh, seven weeks ago. They didn't play my song this week. I'll tell you. I don't like that not today song. It's not my song. It's not my jam. Oh, no. No game today? I wanted to play, I wanted to play a game. What if we stop looking at church as a source of entertainment and we started looking at church, our get-togethers, our belongings as our way to love God and love people? What if, what if we realize church is not about you? Church is about us. This. What if, what if, what if you stop coming to church asking, what can I get out of this? And what if you started going to church saying, what can I bring to the table? Because it's not about me being entertained. It's not about fun. Oh, I'm going to have fun when I go because Bridge Youth is, they don't, call, they don't call us the rave church for nothing. We're going to have fun. But we're coming saying, yeah, this is, this is, whoa, no. if you want to dumb down what we do here, 
to fun. Oh, you are missing the point. This is a family of believers that breaks down the walls of racism and sexism. Man, this is a family of believers that every single wall that divides people is broken down and don't even exist in this room. This is a family of believers that says, you need something and I got it, I got you. This is a family of believers that has shoulders to cry on. It's a family of believers that say, you need prayer, I'm praying for you. You need someone to cry with, I'm crying with you. You need someone to celebrate with you, I will celebrate with you. This ain't about fun, this is about family. And this generation in this world and this community needs that. Don't live for fun, but have fun living. And while you do, be you. Shove your neighbor, tell him, be you. Our second point tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm jamming through this, write this down. Learn from others' lives, don't live others' lives. Stop living other people's lives. So I can't tell you how many people I see who somebody posts something and then like four slides later, four hours later, someone else posts the exact same thing. I'm like, did you just copy and paste their memory? Are you trying to live their life? Like with surfing, there is a surefire way to get beat up in Orange County. Just try to hop on somebody else's wave. But we got all these people trying to live other people's lives. We got people out here trying to, trying to dress the exact same talk the exact same, look the exact same, smell the exact same, go to the same places, do the same things, get the same nicknames. There's some people, man, they're even trying to get the same boyfriend. <laughs> She's like, but, but no, like he, like she, he's real cute. Like, she don't gotta be with him. I know. Everyone out here trying to live other people. Look what Paul said. Paul said in verse 17, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our examples. What did he say? He said, learn, learn from my life. There's things you can learn from my life. He didn't say live my life. He didn't say walk the exact footsteps I'm walking. You got your own journey, just like Paul said, and walk your own journey. Quit trying to recreate someone else's memories. If God wanted clones, he would have created every single person as an identical twin. How, how are you going to have... Everyone look at your thumb. Just stare at your thumb. You see all those little lines right there? See all them little lines right there? It's called a fingerprint. That's how, that's how, that's how they're going to bust you if you ever commit a crime. Watch CSI. You know, they're going to get you. You know why they could get you with that? Because you're the only one with that fingerprint. The only one on the planet. Did you know that your DNA code is unique to you? So why are you trying to be somebody else if God created you to be you and put so much individuality in you? Can I tell you tonight, God loves individuality. God loves diversity. God loves having a bunch of different people who look different and act different and talk different and smell different. Junior hires, please know cologne and deodorant is a must, especially if you're finna be right here lifting your hands in worship. Because these little sixth grade girls, they ain't gonna like you if you smell bad. I'm just letting you know. But hey, if that's your way of getting them to not like you, I like your style. That's what's up. Stop trying to be someone else. Be you. Be, look at your neighbor. Say, be you. Be you. Because everyone else is taken. Pinterest, eh? Let me say it like this. You're, you're so good at being you, but you suck at being anybody else. So be 
You, God created you to be you, to live your life. Now, here's the thing. is Some of you are thinking like, oh, well, that, you know, he's saying like for all those people who are really bad influences, don't follow them, don't, you know, don't, don't go after them. And that is what I'm saying, 100%. And people, and when you're out in the world on your sports teams and those clubs and your friends, the clubs that like ASB, stuff like that, those clubs. Not the other kind of clubs. Not that it's getting hot in here. None of those clubs. Clubs at school. In those clubs, in those group of friends, everything, you're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to be the influencer, not the influencee. That is what I'm talking about, the, those, those type of influences. But I'm also talking about good influences. Some of y'all walk into church every week just coveting other people's calling. Like, oh, i got to be a leader. I, I, was, oh, I can't wait to be a leader. Wait, can't, oh, I can't wait to preach. But what if God didn't call you to preach? What if God didn't call you to preach? Some of y'all, every week, you're just looking up at the worship team like, I want to sing too. One day, it's going to be me up there, and I'm going to be singing too, and I'm going to be leading everyone. But you sound like a dying cat when you sing. Like, you don't sound good. But y'all want to be fake like everybody on the planet? Corey, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. No, there are some people, you are so administrative. Say it like that. You're, you are an amazing artist, like paint and writing and drawing, but for the love of God, don't touch a musical instrument, because you're the one that when we're all clapping on two and four, you know, that's, that's how you're supposed to clap, on two and four, because real friends don't let friends clap on one and three. Some of y'all are looking at me weird, you know saying? You don't, some of you guys don't, you don't know what I'm saying. Um, it's like, if you like the way you look that much, oh baby, you should own up your stuff. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. You see how weird that feels? Don't clap on one and three. And if you do, you're not going to be on my worship team. <laughs> okay? Some of y'all, you're coveting people's calling. And all you're ever trying to do is walk in someone else's shoes. You will never fulfill God's purpose for your life trying to be a clone. Be you. God's called you to do so many amazing things. There's people in this room who God's called you to be a basketball player. That's what God's called you to do. But you're over, some people walk in and you're like, oh, but I want to be a preacher. God ain't called you to be a preacher. God's called you to be a basketball player. You're over six foot. If I was over six foot, I would have never preached, man. I would have gone for basketball right away. Some of you guys, some of you guys, God's calling you to fashion, to go, to go and to be light and life in the fashion industry. Some of you, God's calling you, God is calling you to go direct and write movies, to write books because you're a writer. And every time you put pen to paper, it's beautiful. But for some reason, you can't, you can't talk it though. Like you can't. Well, why? Because that's just, not your, that's just not your gifting. So stop coveting other people's calling. Be you. Look at your neighbor and say, be you. Okay, now tell your other neighbor. You've been choosing that neighbor the whole time. Like, choose the other neighbor. Now here's how you have to do that, though. Like, you have to walk into church. You got to walk through your life. Stop being intimidated and start, stop, stop being intimidated. Start being inspired. See, there's a, reason why, there's a reason why there's a couple of young dudes that I led on this platform to preach. Because they're better than I am. I, I, why would I be scared to say that? 
Every single time some of these, some of these girls, some of these guys speak, it's like some of our record nights in numbers. Why am I scared of that? Why would I be intimidated? That's the youth ministry God's entrusted to me that's growing. Why wouldn't I? Stop being intimidated. Start being inspired. Stop trying to surf someone else's wave. You got, a, you, you got something unique and special that's just for you. Go do that. Because here's the thing. They can't, like, like you, you can't do what they do. You can't. I, I know, I know, I know. You're not supposed to say that. It's like you, in this day and age, it's, it's all about you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> but you can't. Uh, go jump off, go jump off a balcony. You're like, I'm going to fly. No, you're not. I believe I can. That's it. Right? It's not going to happen. There's some of you who try to dance like Aussie and you look like a fool. Stop. <laughs> Don't do it. Like you can't, like, there's something. You can't do what they do. But guess what? They can't do what you do. And we need all of you. We need all of you in the body of Christ. Some of you guys are over here. You're, and the body of Christ is this, is this metaphor the Bible gives us for everyone has a part to play. And we're all a different body part, right? And there's some of you around here who, like, you're an ear trying to be a foot. Imagine walking on your ears. This is, like, just what comes to mind for Pastor Corey when he's preaching the things that aren't in the notes. Be you. Do you. Because you can't do what they do, but they can't do what you do. Amen? As the band comes up, help me close this down, because if you don't, I'll just keep talking. Learn from others' lives. Don't live others' lives. And the last one, you're not an accident. Don't live on accident. Don't live. What do you mean live on accident? You know what I'm talking about. There are people who just, just go with the flow and do whatever, whenever, however. It's the sure people. You ever, met, you, you ever met a sure person? You want to go to the mall? Sure. You want to go see a movie? Sure. What movie do you want to see? Uh-huh. Okay. When do you want to go? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a dangerous way to live where everything, every single thing, it's never yes, it's never no, it's ne- never definitely, it's never heck no, it's, nev- it's all, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. You want to go here? Sure. You want to go to this party? Sure. You want to drink this? Sure. You want to smoke this? Sure. Just sure. 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 And you're just living on that. It's like, it's like a person's like throwing up the sails on their boat, but they don't ever grab the wheel. And the wind starts going and the wheel's just turning anywhere it wants to go. We're not supposed to live on. I, I, remember, I remember asking my, my mom at a, at a young age. I was like, Mom, did, did you guys just picture little, little Corey? I'm probably eight, nine years old. My ears stuck out a lot bigger, not because they were any bigger than they are now, just my head was a lot smaller, so my ears are all massive. Mom, mommy, did did you and I should stop with my ears. Did you and dad, did you mean to have me? I remember asking my my parents this. You know what my mom said? She said, oh, oh, Corey. Uh, Let me just say, my mom, had, my mom had my brother at 17 and me at 19. My mom was, she's like, oh, Corey, oh, my baby. You weren't an accident. You were just a surprise. <laughs> like, mom, that's just a really nice way of saying you were an accident. 
Can I tell you tonight, maybe my parents didn't plan to have me, but God has a plan for me. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I was an accident, but I'm not going to live on accident. I'm not going to just go with the flow. Sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. No, yo, someone needs to hear this tonight. You need, like, this, this is from God. This is from, the, you, don't, you don't hear your pastor say this very often, but God is telling someone tonight, you are not an accident. Stop living like it. God has a plan for your life, yours, your life. Maybe your parents told you too. You weren't an accident. You were a surprise. And you're like, I'm 15. I know what that means. I don't, it doesn't matter if you weren't planned by your parents. You are not an accident. Stop living on accident. Living on accident gets you to a place where before you know it, one thing leads to another, to another, to another, to another. And all of a sudden, you're looking over your shoulder at all the memories you got over the past couple years. And you didn't make memories. Those memories are making you. And those things are now defining you. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because some of you, others have even started calling you, calling you by your name, not your name, but the name of your memories. Oh, they're, they're a party animal. Oh, that girl? Oh, her? Oh, yeah. dude, that girl's a slut. Straight up. Oh, we want to be fake. That, oh, that boy? Oh, yeah, no. You, oh, you know him? You, uh, yeah, that, he's an F boy. That's all he is. Some of you have been called these things and you've just accepted them. Why? Because you have the memories of the things you did to quote unquote deserve these names. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the only one who can define you is the one who designed you. His name is Jesus Christ. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. And he loved you so much that 2,000 years ago, he came from heaven to earth to die for your sins, to die for my sins. Why? Because the thought of, of, of eternity without you, it was so unbearable. That he said, I will do whatever it takes. And look at every other faith on the planet. It's all mankind trying to get to God. We have the one faith that it was God coming to mankind. Why? Because that's how valuable you are to him. Your life, it's, it means more than just fun. Don't live for live for fun. Oh, you're going to have fun living. When you, when you love God and you love people, you're going to have the time of your life. I promise you that. The best memories I have are memories where God sent me on adventures. Gina and I spent a couple weeks in, in El Salvador. Some of the best memories I have. Why? Because we, we were on a missions trip with a group of people from our youth group going and just doing God's work. It was amazing. In El Salvador, it was kind of like how, how it was in Africa it wasn't about what you were doing. It's about who you were doing it with. Let me flip the question that we've been asking every week. What are, what are you chasing this summer? Who are you chasing this summer? Because I believe God's put some people in your path that need the hope that we have, that need the relationships in this room, there are people who have plans to end their lives this summer. And what we have, the hope, the community, the family, and the message that we have, it's what everyone's looking for. It's the one thing that could save their life. Who are you chasing this summer?
let me, let, let, me, let me say that a different way. Who are you paying to come? Who are you paying for to come to summer weekend? I'm not trying to promote some event. I'm trying to save people's lives because we have kids in this valley who this summer, all they're going to do is drink and party or, or they're not going to drink, they're not going to party because they got nobody to go to parties with. They're going to sit at home by themselves every single day doing nothing, riddled with loneliness because mom's not around and dad's not around and they're just going to sink deeper and deeper and deeper into their depression. But you and I have the answer to that. You and I have the answer to those who are searching for purpose in parties. You and I have the answer for those who don't feel significant unless they're going and having sex. You and I have the answer. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. So who are you chasing this summer? Who's God put in your path to go after? Because it's not a it's not about what you do, it's about who you do it with. That's why this is so special. That's why this is so special. Sh show up tomorrow by yourself, we'll turn on some music and you stand right here. One, two, three, four. Now you look stupid and not have any fun and there's gonna be no, so much of the meaning of what happens here is because we're doing this as a family and a community together. Who are you chasing? I wanna close tonight um, Asking you, asking you questions, three questions. If you're taking notes, if you're a note taker, I want you to write this, even if you're not, man, if you got a cell phone, I want you to take a picture of this. And I'm actually gonna give you just a couple minutes tonight to write these things down. Here's, here's the questions. Who do you wanna be? Don't ask what am I gonna do, ask, ask who am I gonna be? And then let the who drive the do. After that, you put some detail on top of that. Put some meat on those bones. And I answer these questions. What are you about? What am I about? What am I not about? Here's why this is so important. So many young people make on-the-spot decisions. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they're about, and they don't know what they're not about. So all of a sudden, when they're sitting at what was supposed to be just a kickback at a friend's house, but all of a sudden there's drugs in the room, and somebody says, hey, you want some? You're like, uh, 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 sure. Because you never stopped and asked yourself, who do I want to be? What am I about? What am I not about? Let me just share with you some of what I've put down. Here's my list for this summer, summer 2019. I want to be loving, I want to be generous, and I want to be adventurous. That's what I want to be this summer. I want to be loving. I want to just love people. If you're in front of me, I want to love you, even if you're the barista that got my order wrong. I want to be generous. Now, I'm, I'm telling you this not to, like, pat myself on the back, but just to show you, yes, you can watch it. Last week, I gave away a pair of Jordans and a pair of KDs. Why? Because I just want to be generous. Have you ever given something away? Oh, my gosh, it's so fun. It's, it's seriously so, it's so fun. It's, it's even the third thing. It's even kind of adventurous. Like, oh, I'm gonna give this away to somebody. I love it. I wanna be loving, I wanna be generous, I wanna be adventurous. What am I about? I'm about loving and connecting with God and people. I'm about music, I'm about basketball, and I'm about doing those things with friends and people that I love. 
I'm about my family. I'm about my wife. I'm about being adventurous with my wife. That's what I'm, that's what I'm about. What am I not about? I'm not about drama, gossip, or hate. I'm actually kind of allergic to it. So if you come up to me, you're like, Corey, did you hear that? Sorry, I'm just, I'm allergic to that stuff. You're going to want to take it somewhere else. Well, you know what I'll do? They'll say, oh, yeah, Corey, I heard that so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? I'll make sure to go tell them that you told me. And then they don't ever tell you. You know what else I'm not about? I'm, I'm just not in any way about substance abuse. I grew up in the punk and hardcore scene where something called straight edge uh, came to the surface. And, uh, and it means that you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do drugs. There's no promiscuous sex. I waited until I got married. It was called straight edge. And I've been straight edge since I was 16 years old. I'm not about substance abuse. So when I've answered these questions, then at 17 and 18, when I was in moments where someone offered me substance, I didn't have to make the decision. I already made the decision. Oh, no. Wow, you answered that question really fast. Well, yeah, I actually made that decision a long time ago. Who do you want to be? What are you about? What are you not about? I'm going to give you 30, 45 seconds to start writing those things down. Maybe in this moment, you could just do one under each. Maybe your mind's already going and you could get like two or three under each. Who do you want to be? Maybe a good way to figure out who you want to be. What words would you want based on how you're living your life? What words would you want people to use to describe you? What are you about? What are you not about? Would you pray with me tonight? God, you're so good. We love you so much, God, as we're standing here looking down at the horizon of summer 2019. God, we got so much hope in our heart. There's so much that you want to do. We're so excited, God. So excited for all you're going to do this summer. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you for the cross, Jesus. Thank you that you looked down and you saw every single one of us. And if it was just one of us, if it was just me, if it was just one of us, you still would have came. You still would have died. You still would have given your life because that's how much you love us. Regardless of what we've done, regardless of the memories that we have, regardless of what's been done to us, you love us so much, Jesus. Tonight, with every head bowed, with every eye closed, maybe you're here and you're hearing about, about this life of loving God and loving people, that adventure, that, that hope. And when we got to that list, you didn't even know what to write. You didn't, you no clue, because you don't even know who you are. Let me tell you tonight, you are a daughter of a king. You are, you are God's chosen son. You are a royal priesthood. You are loved. God has a plan for your life. 
God has a plan for your summer right now. Well, Corey, how do I, how do, how do I walk into that plan? It's, it's actually really simple. You just get into a relationship with Jesus. Well, how do I get in a relationship with Jesus? It's actually really simple. We start that relationship by saying words with our mouth that we believe in our heart. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that in just a moment. I'm going to ask you, if that's you, if you would say, Pastor Corey, that's me, then I... I want, I want to start living for God. The story I've been writing, it's, it's just gotten me to a broken place. I want to take the pen of my life and I want to hand it to God. I want God to write the next pages, the next chapter of my story. That's what I want. If that's what you want, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, if that's you, I want you to stand to your feet when I get to three. If you would say, that's me, I want to give my life to God. I want him to write my story. I want him to forgive me of all my sins, to wash my past away, so I know that the day that I die, I'll be in heaven with God forever. If that's you, when I get to three, you stand to your feet. One, two, three. Right now, stand up if that's you. If that's you, come on. Anybody else? Amazing. Hey, this is the best decision you'll ever make with your life. Anybody else? Anybody else? Stay standing just a moment. Come on, I, I know that we already counted to three, but if there's anybody else, stand up, man. This is the best decision you'll ever make with your life. I promise you that. I promise you that. There's a lot of things in my life that I've done and I've regretted. The decision you're making, I made when I was 15 years old. I've never regretted that decision. Anybody else? This is so amazing. I'm so proud of you guys. So you standing up, man. This is the best decision you've ever made with your life. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you. This one's going to take some courage, but you got some people doing it with you. I'm right here with you. I want you right now, if you're standing up, I want to pray with you. I want to connect with you. I want to have a moment. If you're standing up right now, do me a favor. Would you push people out of your way? Come meet me down at the stage right here. Come on, come on. Don't wait. Come on down. Come on down. Yeah, if you're standing up, come down. Come down. Come down. It's amazing. You guys are so awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. Come on. This is the best decision you've ever made with your life. I promise you that. I promise you that. It's amazing. You're taking a step in this brand new adventure. This is so rad. I'm so proud of you guys. You're so awesome. Hey, so the Bible says, um, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. So what we're about to do is I want to I wanna pray with you. And some of you, you've never prayed. That's cool. It's just talking to God. It's really simple. And I'm actually going to give you the words. You're just, I'm going to give you the words. You're just going to repeat them. All right? But here, here's how it's going to work. We're a family, so everybody's going to pray this together. You don't got to worry about being singled out or anything like Singled out. You're already like standing here down at the front in front of 200 people. I'm so proud of you guys. That's so awesome. You know, Jesus said, if you... If you uh, if you acknowledge me in front of people, I'll acknowledge you in front of my Father and the angels in heaven. But he went on and he said, if you deny me in front of people, I'll deny you in front of my Father and the angels in heaven. Here you are acknowledging Jesus. This is such a huge moment for you guys. So we're going to pray together. I'm going to give you words. Everyone's going to say it, all of us together. Um, would you just repeat these words right after me and know this. They're not magic words or nothing like that. What it really is, is if you say these and you wrap your heart around them, you meet them with everything, in this moment, Jesus is going to come. He's going to forgive you of all your sin, all your past, all your mistake, everything. You have a brand new start right here, right now. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Everybody, right out loud, would you repeat this right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. 
but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm gonna follow you. No turning back, no looking back. Thank you for receiving me and thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen.